Uh, well, th thank you to Jesse for organising this event and uh, for inviting uh, Birgit and I to, to, to give this, uh, this joint paper. Uh, and thanks also to, to, to Marie for, for her, her talk. Um, it was extremely useful and interesting. As uh, Jesse mentioned, historians are quite new to this topic, and we're in some ways learning um, the kinds of historical questions that, that we uh, need to ask. And I, I'm not quite sure that, that uh, we'll have all the answers today, but hopefully this will be the start of a, uh, of a useful dialogue. Um, so the aim uh, for us is to sketch what is actually a very complicated uh, medical scientific landscape in Britain uh, and in West Germany in the half century or so before hormone pregnancy tests came onto the market. Um, as Jesse has said, um, it's really important we understand the historical conditions in which uh, this drug was prescribed and consumed, uh, potential risks identified and uh, responded to. Uh, time is uh, very short, so these uh, surveys are necessarily uh, partial and incomplete. Uh, but we thought it would be most useful to start by giving a sense uh, of the context in which risks to the de developing fetus were understood uh, by uh, um, uh, medical practitioners and scientists um, in the half century or so um, um, uh, before uh, the, the 1950, uh, 1950s. So put another way, uh, what kinds of medical practitioners and disciplines were active in research into uh, and the management of the class of conditions we now term uh, birth defects? Uh, who were the key experts? Um, these questions are, in fact, deceptively simple. Uh, expertise in human malformations is, even today, the exclusive preserve of no single discipline or specialism. Um, rather, across this uh, long period, clinical engagement with birth defects has been defined by a constellation of activities almost constantly in flux, characterized by social fluidity and uncertainty. The field can be perceived as caught in an almost permanent state of emergence and transformation. At the same time, uh, medical approaches to birth defects have depended on uh, wider changes in the organization um, of health services, medical technology, uh, and regulatory cultures. So a quick word on uh, periodization. Um, the 20th century history of pregnancy and uh, a risk of birth defects is inevitably dominated by thalidomide, uh, the most infamous um, of the so-called uh, uh, teratogenic drugs. Um, as uh, John Abraham's work has shown us, the thalidomide disaster is often assumed to be a kind of inflection point in the history of drug regulation, but this is only partially true. Um, the same might be said of, of medical activity around birth defects. There's a longer story of disciplinary, intellectual, and political re uh, reconfigurations uh, and negotiations, which are only beginning to, um, to reconstruct. Um, so part of that story is about the emergence uh, and growing significance of clinical genetics as a medical specialism uh, compared to the relative marginality uh, of teratology, the field broadly concerned with uh, non-familial, environmentally um, caused prenatal conditions. Um, so both uh, Birgit and I will be considering the central question for, uh, for Great Britain uh, and West Germany. So um, let's start with uh, Britain um, in the early to mid 20th century. 
Uh, and the situation here might be summarized in terms of the division of labor between uh, different clinical disciplines. Um, obstetricians and gynecologists were um, involved in uh, the investigation of uh, miscarriages, aborted uh, and pathological fetuses and stillbirths, um, as well as, as part of broad concerns with neonatal uh, and maternal mortality and morbidity. So uh, this kind of activity is, is perhaps best captured by um, the work of the Medical Research Council, MRC's um, Child Life Investigation uh, Committee. So this is established in 1919 and continues to around 1930, um, led by um, obstetric logically consultants and pediatric consultants in, uh, in both London and uh, in Scotland. Uh, the particular sort of focus of this work was um, congenital syphilis, the uh, um, uh, influence of, of uh, uh, syphilis on, 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 the, on the fetus and pregnancy. Um, on the other hand, uh, there's a range of clinical disciplines, uh, no notably pediatricians, psychiatrists, uh, surgeons, hematologists, involved with the management of hereditary conditions and the clinical care of malformations uh, of the newborn uh, and of children. So human geneticists are, are more, uh, modestly involved um, um, with research into the, these conditions. And the, the, the locus of this work is, is London, uh, the London Specialist Hospitals, uh, the UCL, uh, Galton Laboratory, uh, and also uh, the Eugenics Society. So uh, moving forward to um, the post-World uh, War II period, um, there's uh, relatively uh, little attention to environmental um, or exogenous cons um, um, congenital conditions um, throughout this uh, early period, but, but more so, much more so after the recognition that maternal infection with uh, rubella or German measles during pregnancy was uh, linked or could be linked to miscarriage, uh, infant death, and a range of serious disabilities, uh, and especially uh, deaf blindness. So the, the possibility that, that viral infections may be teratogenic prompted uh, um, a major Ministry of Health inquiry, uh, a study designed by the, uh, the GRO, the General Register Office, uh, which leads to a report in, um, in, in 1960. And this is really the, the first time that there's serious consideration um, of environmental causes of uh, congenital disabilities in, um, um, in, uh, in Britain uh, from a state point of view. <coughs> Um, more generally, this gives rise to uh, the emerging field of the epidemiology of congenital malformations and what's um, generally called reproductive wastage. Uh, in particular, um, interest in uh, regional, uh, seasonal, uh, and socioeconomic factors in these, uh, in these conditions. So this, em this emerges from uh, a more general concern. Uh, about the growing proportion of infant deaths attributed to um, hereditary or congenital malformations as infant mortality in general uh, came down um, in the periods around, uh, around World War II. So uh, much research comes in particular out of uh, the new Department of Social Medicine uh, established at Birmingham. Uh, historians will, will, will know uh, um, the work of, of Thomas McEwen, uh, who's very involved in, in, this, uh, in this, this new field. Uh, but also um, through the work of uh, a major um, post-war perinatal mortality survey uh, sponsored by the charity of the National Birthday Trust Fund uh, from 1958. 
So one of the major outcomes of this work was uh, a much greater appreciation of the regional variations in incidence of congenital malformations. Um, much of it assumed to be sort of uh, um, socio-economic in, uh, in background. Uh, but this sort of coincides with uh, the development of, of new specialist pediatric services and new clusters of activity um, in clinical genetics, especially in, in the northwest region, uh, Liverpool, uh, Manchester, Leeds, uh, and, and also in Wales. So the headline story in the emergence of clinical genetics is um, in the developing field of uh, human cytogenetics, which came to the fore in the context of uh, the mutational effects of radiation after um, Hiroshima. So uh, most important were new techniques of human karyotyping, uh, visualizing human chromosomes and its applications uh, in clinical research and practice, uh, and in particular, um, uh, the description of links between chromosomal anomalies and, and birth defects. So this work is uh, concentrated in particular in uh, MRC and Nuffield-funded research facilities. Um, but the role of specialist geneticists um, in the clinic is still uh, relatively marginal uh, in the 1950s. Uh, around this time, uh, so note this is before thalidomide, uh, the, the prevention of birth defects is starting to cr crystallize uh, um, as a public health goal. Um, so the, the first international conference um, on congenital malformations held in London in 1958 uh, announced uh, um, a shift uh, in focus of the major US medical charity, uh, the National Foundation, or, or March of Dimes, um, to, from polio to, um, um, to birth defects. Uh, much more modestly in the UK, uh, the MRC um, established a working group on congenital defects as considered as various um, issues in, in this field um, as early as 1958. So uh, enter thalidomide. Um, initiatives in this area were uh, very much overtaken by, by events. Uh, so the sedative uh, morning sickness drug was withdrawn um, in November 62, shortly after its teratogenicity was, was established. This is, of course, a, a high-profile medical uh, media scandal. Uh, so combined with rubella epidemics in the early 1960s, uh, the disaster was a key factor um, in increasing pressure to liberalize uh, abortion laws uh, in the UK uh, and elsewhere um, in, in the 60s onwards. So uh, thalidomide um, very much um, consolidates um, interest in the causes of and, and prevention of birth defects. Um, but it's important to say that, that teratology as a field um, remained uh, weakly established, um, uh, so poorly funded, and resolutely clinical. In other words, it dominated by, uh, by clinical practitioners, specialisms, and especially pediatrics. Um, so this gives impetus to uh, the institution of, of new systems of surveillance, um, first local, uh, then national, uh, and then transnational. Um, although the first registry of congenital malformations was uh, preceded thalidomide, it was founded in Liverpool um, in 1960. So this was initiated by uh, the um, pediatrician Richard Smithles, who had become the leading British expert on uh, congenital defects. Um, he'd also go on to play a major role in uh, thalidomide litigation, and as I understand it also as an expert witness um, acting for shearing um, in the Primados uh, lawsuit. 
Um, he's also a prominent figure in the um, MRC uh, study group, um, founded to coordinate clinical research um, into human malformations in 1963. So uh, the irony is that the thalidomide disaster was arguably more consequential for the expansion and um, institution of, of clinical genetics than the consolidation of teratology um, as a field of research. Uh, it's important, for instance, in, um, in reforming uh, the abortion law. So we know that from the uh, 70s, uh, we see a, a rapid extension of regional genetic services in the UK, organized in particular around uh, prenatal diagnosis uh, and screening with uh, therapeutic uh, abortion uh, and genetic counseling. And there are important new centres um, in the northwest, in Liverpool, Manchester, uh, also in Edinburgh uh, and Glasgow in Scotland. So genetic services, it's important to say, that were, were consolidated within the, uh, the hospital-dominated political economy um, after uh, the NHS reforms and reorganisations of the 1970s. Um, and these new services fit, in particular, the, the new logic of, of prevention in, uh, in medicine and public health around this time, which emerges as a key priority of uh, health service reform during the 70s. So put, put bluntly, uh, genetic services, and what was termed prevention of handicap, uh, were protected and promoted uh, on cost-benefit grounds. So as uh, clinical genetics was um, integrated increasingly into the new health services, uh, teratology remains uh, marginal, um, acknowledged as a difficult, um, challenging field. Uh, and it's uh, indicative that the, um, the first preventive teratology unit is only founded in uh, 1977 um, in um, uh, London. Um, so before um, I hand over to, to Birgit, um, I just wanted to have, have a look at um, the composition of some of the um, expert working groups that, that, that I mentioned that give an indication of the, the kind of changing balance of disciplines involved in uh, expertise and, and uh, research on um, questions around teratology um, across, this, uh, across this general period. So the first is uh, the, the Ministry of Health um, inquiry, a working party on, on viral infections during pregnancy, uh, especially rubella. Uh, the second, a, a relatively sort of short-term um, um, working group uh, established by the MRC. Uh, and uh, finally, um, as a working party, a work study group that's established in uh, the immediate wake of, uh, of thalidomide. Um, so as you can see from the, uh, from the sort of the, the balance of, of expertise, that uh, teratology has always been uh, a field in general that has attracted a, it's a disparate range of, um, of, of, of experts and, and disciplines. Uh, so around rubella, um, there's uh, expertise in pediatrics, uh, medical statistics, obstetrics, uh, clinical sort of, uh, ophthalmology, notology, um, and uh, to some extent, uh, uh, microbiology and virology. Um, this sort of shifts um, around uh, 57. Uh, the, the weight of expertise is in epidemiology. Um, and then in 63, um, uh, the, the expert groups were also drawing on uh, sort of, uh, general practitioners, uh, experts in uh, neonatal medicine and physiology. Uh, but uh, very little presence of, of, uh, of uh, commentators on or experts in, in, in pharmacology. Um, so th this gives a sense of the, the kind of the, the wide range of expertise that's, uh, that's involved in, uh, in, in this field. Birgit, uh, thank you very much. <laughs>